Welcome back to another episode, episode 16 of Not the Six O'Clock News. This is where you can get information and inspiration for a new reality. So happy Canada Day, everybody, to everybody in Canada. I am a Brit who came here a long time ago. So I am extremely grateful, especially during these interesting times, to be in this country. So I'd like us all to be really thankful for each other all the immigrants, and we are all immigrants except, of course, First Nations people, and just to really be very, very respectful on this day and moving forward. Thank you so much for that. So um, what we're going to be talking about today is are you feeling blocked and how can quantum healing actually help you get unblocked? Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Natasha Rosewood. And I'm a quantum healer, spiritual coach, author, and I've written a few books. And some of these books actually will help you with this process as well. And if you do like these shows, either on Facebook or YouTube, please share. Please uh, go to YouTube, like, comment, ring the bell, subscribe, spread the good news. Because uh, these are just little tidbits and just to keep you buoyed during these times and to help us get through to this higher frequency, which is what quantum healing is all about. So are you feeling blocked? Um, we're going to be um, exploring what quantum healing is and what it feels like to be blocked, where those blocks come from, and what we can do about it. And of course, on this show, it's just a little overview. I actually offer quantum healing sessions privately uh, either in person, Zoom, or on the phone. Um, and they take between two and three hours. So it's about dealing with a lot of information that you've gathered throughout your life and helping you process that so you can move into a new reality. So quantum healing is a process which takes you from one frequency to a high frequency. And as you probably know, we are all energy. Everything on the planet is energy, uh, whether it's you, the table, your hair, uh, your car. We're all vibrating at different frequencies. And in order for us to attract and bring in those frequencies that we want, those things we want, when we're manifesting or we want to be happy and fulfill our soul path, uh, we need to be on the same frequency of the thing that, which we desire. But what happens to us is we fall off our frequency, so to speak. So if you can imagine that within you, you have a dial starting uh, at one, which is the lowest frequency, say, where you're experiencing absolute misery, you're not getting anything you want, life is horrible, uh, going all the way up to 10, where you're getting everything you want. You're happy, you're excited, you're fulfilling your life path, you're healthy, uh, life is easier for you, for sure. So most of us are somewhere between 1 and 10. And what I do with quantum healing is help you get from whatever level you're at to a higher level. So if you're saying, well, I'm probably about 5 right now, Natasha. Some things are going okay, but I'm not anywhere near my potential, and I want to get up to an 8, um, I'm going to help you get there. And this process does that for you. Um, so... When you get to that high frequency, that's where you can manifest your joy. So that's really, really exciting. Now, tonight, we did have 
um, three, four guests who had kindly agreed to join us on the show. Uh, but we had some technological technological issues and one of my guests is a lady called uh, Betty Cahill and she's actually done the quantum healing process with me and I'm going to ask Betty if she would just call me on my cell and I've got it right here by me we're going to do it this way and just if she can check in with us because we'd love to hear from you Betty if you can call in now we did have to get rid of her visual so she may think may think that we just uh booted her out of the studio altogether but let's see if she can she can call and there she is <laughs> hi boo hi. <laughs> are we having fun and games with this technology oh my God, I, never... <laughs> I was not meant to be in front of the camera oh well and you look so beautiful all dolled up um so i was just telling my audience that you actually have done the quantum healing process with me so I sure did. And can you just tell the audience what your experience of that was so that they're not scared to death to do it? <laughs> Natasha, she needs to mute the oh, live. It was She's the watching most the live. Oh, uh, hang on, hang on, Boo. Sorry. Can you mute your live? Yes. Please, because it's echoing. Yeah. Okay, I muted. Okay, thank you. We can hear you now. Great. Okay. So, what was your experience? was so amazing um after we finished and i left i felt like i was floating you released so much of my past that i needed to let go of and i just felt free i felt so light i felt like a little feather floating <laughs> yeah you look when you when you walked out the door boo you look like you've been on something yeah. <laughs> you look pretty happy by the time I got home, my sister-in-law actually asked me, are you on something? <laughs> I said, yes, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know that you had some things that came up immediately after that. So yes. having yes, done that I, process, did that support you with having to do uh, with those things? Absolutely. You helped me so much, with these, so much that I was carrying. And I was so light feathery that by the next day when my nephew had passed away, I felt a new inner strength that I could be there for my sister-in-law to help her. Wow. That's... I don't think without that quantum healing, I'd have had the same strength to help her through that. Well, thank you for saying that, Boo, because I wanted to talk about that. And what happens is with our grief and our blocks and our lack of confidence and our aches and our pains and our anger and our hurts, everything kind of builds up within us. And the quantum healing, for me anyway, is like a, it's like a cleanse, really. And it's not to say that you won't go forward into life and you won't have any more issues, but you're not dealing on top of everything else. Yes. Is that correct? Clear, yes, you absolutely helped clear all those issues that I've had to deal with in my past so that I was free and, clear and free to be able to have the strength for anything else coming my way. Now, do you think it's something, I mean, I think it depends on the person and how much stuff they've got to clear, but do you think one session was enough for you or would you like to uh, do it once a year or what would you suggest for yourself? Oh, absolutely, once a year. We, we take so much on and so much negativity and it, this is a heavy world to be in of learning. And we can get pretty clogged up pretty fast. 
and absolutely once a year it'd be like going to a retreat once a year only we you'd uh, be with natasha for two hours instead of a week at a retreat <laughs> yeah yeah i think so too uh because i really want to bring this and integrate it into mental health when i'm uh, when I begin my teens program and it'll be something that you know if they're 17 or 18 they don't have to wait till they're 40 50 or 60 to clear the deck right they Absolutely. can they can stay on top of it and it's like having a car where you've got really good clean gas in it so it can go to its full potential rather than having a clogged gas tank right that is exactly it yeah for your yearly maintenance to keep going in the right direction, like you said, for manifesting, for for all of those things. It's, I can't wait to do another one this year. <laughs> well, you know where to find me. I want to thank you, Boo, for coming on, and I'm going to get back to the program now because we've got other guests waiting. So thank you yes. for sharing, and we'll talk oh, to you soon. Absolutely. Anytime. You can send anybody to me anytime, and I will definitely tell you it is so much for you awesome thank you boo good night okay. happy okay. canada day you too. <laughs> okay so where did these blocks come from um you know as a spirit we come in to our life full of innocence and um we do come in with a what i call a movie script where we have a soul expression and so we know who we are right from the get-go. That soul expression is embedded in our being. But then as we grow up, we get influence from our family or teachers saying things to us or, or bullies or friends or uh, people who aren't so friendly, prejudices, biases. And that kind of piles into, especially when we're young, we take it in, we absorb it, it goes into our subconscious. And then Sometimes things happen to us, say our father walked out on us when we were five years old and we then take the belief from that event and make it be about us and we say, well, I must be bad or I can't be lovable enough because my father left me. So that piles on top. And then say you have an accident or somebody else gets hurt, then there's maybe more guilt or more blame. And all this stuff is going to the subconscious and saying, this is who I think I am. And that belief, that kind of package of beliefs is actually like the engine in your car and it's driving your life. So remember I said you kind of scoring yourself between one and 10, what you think you deserve. Imagine you've got all that stuff in your subconscious and with every event and every time it get, you get to be made right about that belief, every time you get a rejection or you fail or something else happens, you're gonna go, well, I'm right, that means I'm not good enough. And so these things pile up and it's, I call it another brick in the wall. And it's a famous song as well, of course. And you know, you get to a point where nothing is going to come through that brick wall and you're gonna feel so stuck and so depressed and so uh, miserable um, that you know um, it's not gonna serve you at all. So what quantum healing does is help you Go into your subconscious, look at those events, and really ask you the questions. Where did that come from? Is that still true? Uh, maybe that was somebody else's, just somebody else's opinion. We really explore those belief systems and we dismantle them actually. And we replace them with the truth of who you are. 
your soul within your being knows that you are, for example, a beautiful teacher or a wonderful writer or you make a great entrepreneur. But maybe your mother or your teacher or somebody told you, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? So what we do is we bring, we, we dismantle the untruth and we excavate the truth and bring it to the surface. And then out of that truth, we create a new reality and a new future for you, a new story. Um, so I've got a dear friend of mine from way back when. His name is Robert. And he's offered to come on the show, and he's the only one that's been able to get on due to the technology. So if we can bring Robert into the studio. Hi, Robert. Hello. Good evening. Now, I understand you're back in Toronto, and you stayed up past your bedtime, and you've got fireworks going on out there. Yes. Isn't that exciting? Yes, so happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. And are people amassing to celebrate in Toronto, or are people being still very cautious and keeping distance? I would have to argue that they are probably not as good as people in other parts of the country. Okay. Okay. I get your message. Well, it's kind of challenging, is it? We all just love each other. We want to get together. So um, I know it's, we've got to be really cautious just to, out of respect for the health workers, I think. So yeah. talking about these blocks, um, do you feel like you have some blocks going on right now that are affecting your life and stopping you from getting what you want? Yes. Okay. Uh, and what areas of your life is that taking place? I think in multiple areas, but what I'm noticing right now is it's transpired in work. Okay. So it feels a lot to do with the social aspects of my work environment. Okay. So you remember I said at the beginning of the show, we give ourselves one out of 10 for how well we're doing and what we're allowing ourselves to have and what we feel we deserve. Um, in that particular area, what would you give yourself out of 10? Uh, I think six came okay. to mind right away. Yeah, good. I feel that too, actually. Um, so has something come up for you recently? Has something occurred recently that's triggered perhaps an old belief in you that, oh, you don't belong, you don't feel safe, you're not wanted? Yes. Yes. Okay. An underlining issue of mine personally, and this is a theme across my life, is abandonment. So I've noticed that that issue has kind of come up um, where I felt that in my work environment. And this would be for okay. the first time. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do, so I'm not going to go into it completely with you right now because we could be here for three hours. But the thing I'm going to ask you to do is ask yourself some questions. So it's good that you know what the issue is. It's abandonment. So we want to, you want to ask yourself the question, what was the original experience or memory of being abandoned? And, you know, it's a funny thing. It sounds weird for me to say this, but we really can't be abandoned unless we choose to believe that we've been abandoned. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? So in other words, uh, if somebody says something to me and it's not true, I can't be hurt by that because it's not, not the truth. So it might be that you weren't abandoned. Yes, somebody maybe walked out the door and you were left behind, but maybe you can change the belief or ask yourself, how could I change that belief to have it be okay with me? 
Right. In other words, you might say your father abandoned you when you were three. I don't know this story, so I'm just making this one up. Um, and so, of course, you would feel abandoned. You would feel not good enough. So if you could change that belief and say, well, now as an adult, you understand that your father had to leave because um, maybe he was sick and he died or maybe he had to go away to another job to make money for the family, you know, to find some other reason that it's not about you, that um, there was something else going on. We always tend to think it's all about me, it's all about me, right? And when we kind of reach out and we try and zoom into the compassion for the other person, what they might have been experiencing, and even role play, like you be the abandoned child and you step into that person that did the abandoning and see what was going on with them. Um, the other thing is, that to look at this event and say, um, okay, that happened to me and that was very, very painful. And it's been, it's added, ended up being a theme throughout my life. But what has it taught me about me? So if we were to turn this upside down, and so if example, if I said I was abandoned, which actually my whole family abandoned me, <laughs> they all scattered to the five winds, you know. Um, and I, it made me, when I look back now, it was heartbreaking at the time. I mean, my parents got divorced and my siblings, we all, you know, went off in different directions. We all left each other, really. But it was very, very painful for a long time. But in the end, I realized that um, part of my life, soul expression and my life path was to learn to stand alone, to be strong, to be a leader, right? So what is it that that experience has taught you about you? and make it, there'll be negatives that you'll be going, well, I'm not good enough. But on the other hand, you might say, hey, you know what? I, I stepped up to the plate. Or um, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had such a close relationship with my sister or something like that. So mm -hmm. look at the gifts uh, within those as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like that's kind of recurring, occurring around this abandonment issue? Yeah, I wanted to mention, it's just, um, these are things that I just feel compelled to mention. Uh, the idea of false narratives. So that's something that's coming up a lot, false narratives, false narratives. So okay. I just wanted to put that out there because I think okay. that's also a common thread. False narratives, also the sense of injustice, right. kind of that bleeding together. Okay, there, there has, has been a lot of injustice, no kidding, for centuries. Um, this is a bit of good news. I had Michael O'Connor, the astrologer, on a few weeks ago, and he's saying we're actually at the beginning of the age of Aquarius and we're moving from more Earth sign into Earth sign where those injustices are going to be rebalanced. And I think we can all be part of that, right? So whenever we... I know whenever I feel an injustice, I look at that and go, where's the injustice within me? So when I heal that within me and I practice justice, I practice fairness, um, and I look at my judgments, I, you know, we all judge, even though we don't think we do. Uh, oh, why am I judging that? How could I see that with a greater compassion? Um, so are the injustices affecting you personally? Um, I feel so, yes. Okay, okay. And um, does that come up on a weekly basis or is it just when you're feeling kind of sensitive as well? Well, what I wanted to say is I did learn from this and I learned that 
you know, a challenge and a positive for me is that I'm sensitive and there's a vulnerability that has emerged out of this that I'm learning from. So because I have that insightfulness, I can step back and kind of assess the situation. I've learned that I need to be able to acknowledge that I'm sensitive and perhaps I need a block to be able to separate myself from certain things. And even though my sensitivity is really a beautiful thing in my profession and has made made me very good at it, it's also a challenge in the same way. And I think this is the first time where I've learned that there is a challenge to do with my vulnerability and my sensitivity and how do I manage that? Okay, I can give you a very easy tool, Robert. Um, and I teach people who are wanting to develop their psychic ability this particular tool because they have the same issue. And I think what you're talking about is like being a sponge and you're soaking up everybody, the bad and the good, into your energy. And you want to, to be able to discern from what you want to let in and what you don't want to let in. Am I correct? Yes. 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 And being psychic just means sensitive. So you being sensitive means you're intuitive and psychic as well. And trust me, I know that's, that's challenging, especially when you're just learning to manage your energy. Mm-hmm. So this can be something that you can absolutely be in control of. And what I suggest you do, it's very rudimentary, but it works, um, is I enclose myself. I imagine myself sitting in a white bubble of white light. And nothing can get through, although that uh, bubble is just like a bubble and you think a bubble would just pop it's actually made out of a laser kind of light, so nothing can penetrate that's not of the highest and the best frequency for me. And I mean that mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So if I'm ever feeling fear, I just go white light. And if I'm walking down a dark street, which I don't often do these days, but you know, if I'm ever feeling fear, I just put my house, my car, my husband, myself, grandkids, people I care about in this white light and that keeps me safe and it's never, ever, ever let me down. And until you feel strong enough, and vulnerability is a kind of strength, by the way, so that's another gift you have, that vulnerability uh, that you've got from this challenge, is to um, allow yourself to be vulnerable and, and learn discernment as well. And, you know, it's fine for you to say no. You know, I'm picking up that I don't really, this person looks fine, but I'm getting a bad feeling. It's okay for you to say no and not to have to explain yourself why you're feeling that way. You're always right about how you feel. So the more um, empowerment you give yourself, the more you put yourself in a white bubble of light, you more say, I'm always right about how I feel. You, you, you always want to say, I am just and I attract justice because like it does attract like. Uh, you will find yourself in a much stronger place where you can come from your authentic self and you don't have to hide out at all. Now, I'm curious what you mean by false narratives. What does that mean exactly? Just stories going around or people getting impressions that I have done something which hasn't happened. So these kind of false stories kind of circulate a little bit. That you've done some, that you in particular have done something, or is it just about everybody else? Okay. Okay. I think you just have to stand in your power. I wouldn't even try and argue with those four stories. It's like 
there's a lot of conspiracy theorists going around about right now and some of them I have to laugh at really because they're like woo way out there and maybe those people are right and I'm wrong but um, I think you have to stand in your own truth and just say I know who I am I know what I've done and what I haven't done and walk in the room with your head held high and then when you don't um, take that falsehood in and kind of start to crumple and start to wane it that you walk in strength with your head held high and then in your integrity people will soon go ah it doesn't apply to him the energy will just drift away because there's no complementary energy there in order for it to stick to you you've got to believe in it yourself right you've got to say oh it might be true but if it's an untruth it's like somebody saying to me natasha you've got two heads i just laugh right because I know it's absolutely not true. So um, you go, okay, well, whatever you see, <laughs> that's your, you're entitled to that, to that viewpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but I know who I am, and I know what I'm doing. And also one thing I wanted to add, because I think it might be helpful to the audience, someone might resonate with it. But one thing I learned is that I'm a very demonstrative person. So if someone doesn't immediately give that back to me, I think, oh, there's something wrong. And I had to learn that it's okay that everyone doesn't reach you at that same level of givingness. Um, and that Absolutely. is not a reflection of you. So I think that anyone who is sensitive and has that vulnerability can relate to that. So through that experience, I also learned that. Well, good. Good for you. And, you know, it's not about whether people love you or don't love you. Uh, everybody has their comfort level, like you say, with touch, especially right now. Like I'm kind of doing this to people. <laughs> I love you, but don't come near me, right? Um, and I say it's not personal, but you know, uh, I'm 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 taking precautions, and I think we need to continue taking precautions. I know everybody's kind of going, oh, it's over and done with, we're good now. Um, so it's even more difficult um, because I was getting in the elevator one day, and this girl said, "Come on in," and this was at the beginning of COVID. And I went, "No, that's okay, thank you, honey. You go, you go," and she gave me the filthiest look, and I went, "Oh well." She's not getting it, right? But I didn't take that on myself. So, you know, watch what you're actually taking on and asking yourself, is that really true? Or is that just how I would prefer their reaction to have been? And I've misinterpreted their reaction. So always ask, is this really true about me, who I am? Okay? So I'd love for you to stay on, if you would, Robert, for a little while, because sure. we're just going to go a bit more into this. So, you know, um, I know you've, you know, we've talked about these subconscious beliefs and we talk about energy like attracting Mike or and or complementary. So this is a good point for you. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll attract other psychics because we're similar, but sometimes I'll attract clients. So I'm a psychic and I'm attracting the people that need what I have to give and, and you know, I'm attracted to other things. Sometimes abusers attract abusees, you know, we all are learning and are kind of mirroring each other. And if something is triggering you that's really upsetting you, it might be that person doesn't mean you any harm, but the universe has sent that person to say, you know what, you're still being triggered by this. And what I'm saying about all the events right now, all the events, including the virus, is everything is revealed so it can be healed. So it's like all the darkness is coming out of the corners and so we can take it out and take a look at it and say, okay, what do we want to do about this? So actually, this is a better time than it has been 
because the abuses and the injustice and the imbalances have been going on and now at least we're starting to take a look and make some decisions about them. So I encourage you, Robert, to just be in your power because you are a very powerful guy in your own right, you know, as a teacher and as a human being, very, very compassionate. You're a lo lovely, lovely guy and um, you have a lot to give. So just stay in that place with who you are and all those other people, they'll just drift away when you stay strong in that, that kind of thing. So what happens in our own mind is these blocks come from different places. So it might come from a past life. We've brought in a fear of birds or maybe we were hung in a past life so we have a fear of uh, tight spaces or things around our neck. Um, then we come into the life, like I say, um, our environment gives us negative beliefs into our subconscious, our siblings, our parents, our teachers, whoever's around could beat us up and make us believe that we're not good enough. Then an event happens, we decide what that event means about us and we go, well, that must mean this. And then that goes in there. So in the subconscious, you've got this uh, soul path in the subconscious, the, sorry, in the soul level of the mind. In the subconscious, you've got the negative beliefs. And then in the ego mind, I call this the pea brain. And this is a level of mind where people are coming to see me uh, for reading in the beginning. And they're just thinking with their head. The ego is just the smallest part of the mind. And the ego wants what the ego wants. It wants the easiest way out, really. So all these three levels can sometimes be in direct conflict with each other. So no kidding. No wonder we get confused and we feel like we're going crazy because even within ourselves, the frequencies are all at sixes and sevens. So what the quantum healing process does is bring it back into alignment and have the soul, the subconscious, the ego, and the higher self all going in the same direction, like a river going down to the ocean so it flows easily and effortlessly. When it's in conflict one with the other, it's like little eddies all the way along the, all the, way along the river and the river spills over on the side and there's a log jam that falls down and the chaos reigns. So no wonder you feel sometimes like, oh my God, what's, I'm going crazy. You're not going crazy. It's just that the different levels of your mind aren't really speaking to one another. And with quantum healing, we get it all going on in one place. So um, it's, uh, quantum healing can be a really, really powerful, like it was for um, Boo, who called in at the beginning of the show, very, very powerful um, event. And I've had several clients who have really made huge strides forward and understood themselves much better and forgiven themselves and people in their lives for having done all that stuff. Um, so um, what are the common blocks? Well, they're always fear-based. And so, like Robert was saying, fear of abandonment. Um, Betty said she had lots of uh, stuff, maybe lack of confidence or maybe sometimes confusion about events and what happened and why this person hurt you. Uh, sometimes we're afraid of having too much money, like winning a lottery, and then we go, ah, I can't handle that. That's too much responsibility for me. And then we uh, get into a place of sabotage because if we think we're at a five or a six and we suddenly go to a 10, it's not going to be very comfortable. That's too big a leap for us. So we, we kind of sabotage it so we can come back down to that comfort zone where we go, okay, this feels right again. Then you can move 
very gently forward up, but not in a big leap. Um, too little money. If you've got too little stuff and you're going, no, I deserve to be here and I'm down here. So you're going to, your mind is going to really work towards manifesting and getting you back up to where you really belong. Uh, they say you can't keep a good man down and it's true or a good woman or a good child. So, you know, we all find our place, but not to say that we can't um, elevate ourselves to the next level and keep doing that until the end of our, until the end of our lives. Sometimes we're afraid of fear. We're just afraid of fear because we've been trained to be afraid. And uh, when you really ask yourself, what, I re what am I really afraid of? And then if that happened, what would I do about that? And then if that happened, what would I do? You might find that it's like, oh, I figured it out. Um, when I've always been in a tight spot, I've always done that. What's the worst thing that can happen? And if that happened, what would I do about it? And if I can handle that, I can go ahead with my decision. Uh, sometimes we're afraid of the past. We've been abused. Um, sometimes it's been sexual or mental or emotional. Um, that's a real, real fear until that gets, uh, the trauma of that gets healed. Um, there's grief, there's shame, there's anger, there's rage there. So again, these create blocks in our system. It's like I say, it's like putting sludge in your gas tank. So we've got to get that sludge out. Uh, the most universal common block is I'm not good enough. And would you believe that I've read some really successful people and they still have that going on in certain areas of their lives. Abandonment is a huge one. I think we're all terrified of being left alone, of not being loved, of being singled out, of not being included in the crowd. Um, abandonment when we're a child is terrifying and very real and we'll do anything not to be abandoned. So we become very manipulative in, in surviving our parents or our environment so that we make sure that we get taken care of. When I was a flight attendant on planes, uh, we learned, and this, I saw this happen all the time, when passengers came on and they were terrified of flying, they would make a big fuss. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, these people are so, such a nuisance. But what they were doing subconsciously was making sure I remembered their face so that if there was an emergency, I'd make sure they were out of the plane or they had the life jacket or whatever else one. So those people were manipulating their um, attention, if you like, to make sure that they would be, they would be noticed. Um, not deserving is a massive block. So we, we do everything right, we're good people, we work, we take care of our family, but we, some part of us does not allow ourselves or give ourselves permission to have fun, to relax, to follow our life path, to, to go for dance lessons or to take a day off. Uh, undeservability is a very big one, and that's got roots in all kinds of old fears. So again, if you come to me for quantum healing, we'd really explore why don't you think you deserve. There might be an old guilt there, something you did either in a past life or this life that you've forgotten about and buried at the back of your filing cabinet there, but it's still kind of talking to you and you're saying, no, 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 you don't really deserve to have that. So when something good happens, you might sabotage it or you might not attract anything good in the first place. Uh, some of us believe that we're bad. We've been told that we're bad from children or stupid or ugly. Uh, all these horrible words that get tossed around when we're children and we as children we just take them in without any barriers at all 
and they settle in there and they take root and then it runs our lives. So changing those words and changing that belief, what's really true about who you are? Um, some people are afraid of death, of course. And when you're afraid of death, you're going to be afraid of life because you're always going to be terrified if something happens to you. So we also address that as well. Um, death is just a transition. It's another change. It's a beautiful place to go, actually. I visit it frequently in my work as a spirit medium, and um, it's a very, very beautiful place. So uh, there's nothing really to be afraid of. Um, so until these uh, fears are kind of taken out, take them out, we take a look at them, we dismantle them, we validate them. Until you understand them, they, they need to be forgiven they, they, and released, they're going to run your life. And I often also, because I was a flight attendant, liken it to when I was flying. And it's like taking off from Gatwick Airport and the plane has a certain flight path and it's going to LA. And that's like our life path. And during the flight uh, path, the pilot files a flight plan and he has to hit certain beacons along that route but in between he can do spins and dwells or whatever he does and they normally don't do that they're flying at a certain altitude a uh, certain temperature certain speed and that's like our life but you have the freedom to change your altitude or attitude at any time you like because you also have free will as long as this change for you is within your soul expression. As long as it feels right for you, it's something that you desire and you want to go move towards. And so that is kind of quantum healing in a very, very brief um, question. So Robert, do you think quantum healing is something that you would like to explore? Yes, definitely. I think it would be lovely for you because the audience should know we knew each other when we both lived on the Sunshine Coast. A uh, bit of a story. Robert found my first book, I think, or it leapt out at you or something. And then you read it and then you decided you had to <laughs> come and yes. meet me. So there's a synchronicity um, for how Natasha and I first met. And even there's a synchronicity on how we're connecting as well. Um, and I just wanted to point out there, if you are someone just tuning in and who has just discovered Natasha, she is the real deal. Um, I have had readings with her that's probably eight years old now. Wow, that I really? Think of it. And even to this day, there are things that are still coming up that she had said that are true um, that, uh, you know, still hit me. So I just wanted <laughs> to point that out. And this is not, she did not sponsor this commercial. This is <laughs> No, I, I was looking for willing victims to come on the show with me. So that was great. Um, so, so the questions are three questions when you do this quantum healing, and this is just a real overview, Robert, but, um, just so you know, you can, uh, contact me on my website now and make an appointment. Uh, but the three questions that you could start with to start your own process is write down, I like to get a sheet of paper. I like to write a line down the middle. And then the left-hand column is ask the question, who was I told that I am? And that's your mother, your father, you know, the universe. Uh, what were the messages that you got about who you are in this world? Okay. And then in the right-hand column, write down, who are you really? And that's just according to you. And you're the only one that knows that. 
And just to confirm, you can write yes. down positive and negatives, just whatever comes to mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. You might want to write down the negatives. You, you know, once you've written it down, like free flowing, you might want to sort out the positives and negatives and carry those positives of just, yeah, that's true. I am this. And put that in the right hand column, which is who you really are. Because some people do see you. Yes, and I can already imagine that the left-hand side, who was I told that I am, probably comes more freely to people. So it's easier it to me. say, who was I told that I am, than who am I really? This, when I did this exercise, I was 40, 48, somewhere in there. So pretty mature, you'd think. But that came as a big shock to me, and I realized I was still under the illusion that I was who my family told me, or what they told me was still part of who I was. And then I realized I was absolutely completely different. And there were some parts, you're right, that were positive that I carried over. It's like, well, that I like that. Yeah, that feels right for me. That feels authentic. And then at the bottom, you can just write another page if you want. Who do you wish to become? Because you already are who you wish to become. There is no past, present, and future. You're already there. And so choosing what you love about you, what you're proud of, um, is really good for when you do your quantum healing because we're going to bring all that good information forward. Um, the other thing I think to ask yourself, this is a separate exercise, number two question, what are your patterns? So you said to me you started feeling a little bit sensitive, people not feeling quite socially accepted and people saying false narratives about you. Um, when does that pattern occur? Is there, is there a certain time? Is there a clue to it? So, you know, it's like getting a migraine. I thank God I don't get them. But some people say, oh, I had a piece of chocolate and then I could feel the migraine coming on. So what's your pattern? What triggers you into that feeling less than, right? Because that's what's going on here. Um, and then uh, number three question is, what is your pattern of reaction? So if you're kind of getting out of your comfort zone, you're getting, if you feel like you're getting, getting too much or you're getting too little, uh, if you're getting too much, for example, do you refuse an invitation? Uh, do you say, oh, that's nice, but I couldn't possibly, I'm not good enough for that? Do you start a project and don't finish it? Do you procrastinate? Um, or do you, if you're in a really good relationship or a really good situation, do you go, oh my gosh, I don't deserve this. I'm going to sabotage this. So it's good to recognize what your pattern of behavior is. Um, the next one, and this, this is something you could do ahead of time too, uh, Robert, when we do our quantum healing, is ask, what's your story? So, you know, a lot of us do vision boards. You know, we, we imagine the future all the time. We put up the picture of the car, the relationship, the house, you know, lots of dollar bills or whatever it is we're looking for but we don't go backwards and look at our story story so far and you don't have to write a book on this although I've written three three or four um, you can just get one piece of paper and go from and hold it landscape and go from the left side draw a line right through the middle over to the right and this is your life and then any negative events you're going to put a line from the middle line, the horizontal line, going down. So say my dog died at three, my parents got divorced at seven, um, um, I 
some of my bike when I was 10 or something, put the age and put also at the bottom of those lines what the impact of that event was for you. Then above the line, you're going to put the positives. And this is like looking at your life at a glance and going, you know what? I actually had a lot of positives. I forgot about the positives because I was so focused on the negatives. And just doing that gets you into a higher frequency right there. Okay? So that's information then that you uh, bring to your uh, quantum healing. And, you know, you're just really finding out how many successes you actually do have. And then we're going to identify your challenges because, you know, Robert, we're all born with gifts and challenges. Everybody is. So the challenges, as you know, I always say about being psychic, if my mother hadn't been psycho, I wouldn't be psychic. And she definitely was my challenge. Um, but, you know, without her, I would not have been motivated to dig deep as I have. And I, it forced me to do a lot of work on myself for years and years and years to really climb out of that dark hole. And that's all I was intent on doing is I didn't want to be like her and I felt sorry that I couldn't empower her, but maybe I could save myself. And I think I have and in the process I've helped a lot of other people. So what has been your challenge? Looking at that line and seeing those and just going, I like Richard Bach saying he wrote the book Illusions and he said, we always create the problem because we're seeking the solution or we're seeking the gift. But sometimes we have to work for the gift. And I know in my case, you know, I didn't really get, didn't really acknowledge my gift until I, professionally, until I was um, in my late 30s, early 40s. Um, so how many of your challenge, challenges do you think in your life that you've turned into gifts so far? Can you recognize those yet? Um, yes. Um, nothing really, they're probably all there and I can identify them. Um, I do have to say that when you were talking before about challenges and um, you actually, um, in your reading, you actually in the past have referred to it as an Ernest Hemingway type. Okay. So I think one of my challenges is self-isolation. Okay. I, I like being alone. I'm okay right. with being single. And how much of that is put upon by myself. Right. So but do you enjoy that? I think yes. But then how much of that is stalling me? Yes. Well, you know the answer to that question. Because mm -hmm. if you ask yourself that question, you'll get the answer. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you're asking that question, Robert, and this is beautiful, because when clients call me and they say, can I ask you three questions? And I go, sure. And they ask me three questions. I say, well, the fact that you asked me the question is that you know the answer to that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking me the question. So the answer is in the question as well. The question is, how much are you stalling yourself? And are you comfortable with that? And you might have been comfortable with isolating a lot last year or during COVID, but maybe now things are changing and you're going, hang on a second, I think I want to be more social. So maybe you're tweaking that a little bit and not to go from a six to a 10 in terms of being isolated to fully out there all the time, but just squeaking out the door every now and then and just mm -hmm. seeing how comfortable that feels and try it on for size. I agree. Right, right. Just trying it on for size. Uh, we don't have to make these big leaps 
In fact, if people feel really uncomfortable, I think that's a sign that it's not the right time, they're not emotionally ready. Um, some people maybe need a little bit of support or a push, but not a big leap. So once you get comfortable, then you can take the big leaps. So um, yeah. And I think your gift as a teacher, where did that, that come from? What was the challenge that precipitated your gift as a teacher? Yeah, because that actually happened um, when I moved away to from British Columbia, it was to go back and get into teaching. Um, so I have an affinity for school, especially my elementary school. So I was a good student. That's where I got a lot of praise and a lot of attention. I had amazing teachers that gave me a lot of the type of energy that I maybe and love that I maybe didn't have at home. Yeah. And I've always taught, I think probably until I was maybe 13, 12 in different capacities, whether it was volunteer or Sunday school. So it's just been a common thread. Yes. Um, and now I'm noticing as a teacher, I have an especial affinity for primary. So the younger grades, like I would say grade one to grade three. And it's because I can give them that paternal energy that I have to offer that maybe I don't really necessarily want to give to my own children. Maybe, right. right. But I like the ability to give that out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So... That's a long-winded so, answer, but... Yeah, no, but that's good because you said earlier the gifts are probably all there. And what I want people to do, and, and this is a good conversation for us to have, is to... We have gifts that we don't know that we have or we take for granted. And I know people said to me, oh, Natasha, you're so good at that. And I go, oh, you know. And yet some people might give their IT teeth for that. Um, I mean, I know I have... I feel like I have a lot of gifts, and I'm very grateful for them. I love to speak languages, love to write. I love my psychic ability. I love to be able to help people. Um, but, you know, a lot of things we take for granted. And so what I suggest people do, especially if they're going through a bad time, and I did this for quite a few years, actually, because I was often going through a bad time with my mother's voice in my head and other stuff going on. I actually got myself a compliment journal. And uh, when anybody else made me a comp pay me a compliment I would go oh I like that yes that's who I am I would write one compliment in that journal just one compliment per page and then every night before I went to bed when I've been having a bad day I would just read through those compliments and it would reinforce oh yeah that's right that's who I am that's what I can do that's why I'm good enough and it would reinforce who I really think I am and that would because I was reading it before I went to bed at night, it was going to my subconscious. And I wake up in the morning feeling like I'm back in my center now. I feel great. And that might be a great one for you. And, you know, gratitude is always a great way to get out of a lower frequency into a higher frequency anyway. I get up every day now and say, thank you, God, for the roof over the head, the water in our tap, the food in our fridge, um, TV, the Internet's working, yay, some, for some people. <laughs> And just all the tiny little thing, the towel, you know, that some people just don't have that we don't even think about. And gratitude is a frequency that will lead you into that place where you go, oh, and you know what? I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. So it gets you into your gifts. So um, I want to ask people to ask themselves, you know, if they've had an event 
And if it's been traumatic, I mean, I've had a few myself. Uh, you know, uh, Robert knows this, but my fiance died uh, when I was 44. And he was going to be my first marriage. And, you know, we had all these plans and poof, he just dropped dead. And I went, thanks a lot, God, you know, at the time. And, of course, you've got to go through the rage and the anger and the grief. It's very important to go through the grief. But when you come out the other side, say, okay, why did I create that? Because if you take responsibility for it, it really shifts your energy forward. You're empowered. If I created that, I can uncreate it. Or if I created that, I can look at this in a different way. I can create a different perspective around it. And it happened for a reason. It happened for a gift. Now all I have to do is find that gift. So um, I'm asking everybody, and I just want to give a few examples. I love watching bi biographies. And I was watching Audrey Hepburn this morning. She's an actress. You probably don't know. You were probably born long time. You know? Okay. She was a very beautiful actress in the 50s. And during the war, she, that's right, with Gregory Peck. That's it. She was in Holland. She was Dutch. And she was caught up in Holland and uh, starving to death. And right towards the end of the war, UNICEF came in and rescued her family and herself and lots of children. So at the end of her life, she, she went through that horrible experience, but at the end of her life, when she was no longer felt um, young enough to do movies, I mean, she was beautiful her whole life long, so that was an ageist thing back in the day, maybe. Um, but she decided to become this ambassador for UNICEF. And I think, gosh, she had that one experience, and then she affected these millions and millions of children who she gave joy to. And it's just like that is the idea when you have a challenge that you turn it into this beautiful event that can affect thousands. And you're doing that, Robert, with your teaching. So I want to thank you for that. That's awesome that you're doing that. Um, Kurt Russell is another one. I know I'm picking on film stars here, but in the beginning, I think he wanted to be a professional uh, footballer and he had an injury and he became an actor. But look at all the joy he's given us through his acting. Um, Michael Jackson, I'm sure he had traumas in his childhood, but look at the music he gave us. Stevie Wonder with his blindness. You know, there, there are so many people you could pick out as inspirers to say, well, look at what they came through and then they ended up doing this. So look at your own life, look at the events, see how you can turn them on their side from a challenge into a gift and see what does your soul say about how to use that gift. Okay. We're almost at time. Oh, my God. Um, so I was going to talk about forgiveness, but uh, we've run out of time. So I'm going to suggest uh, that we're going to have a session on forgiveness next week. Why is forgiveness so important? I'm going to give you 10 tips on how to release that, that rage, or anger, resentment, guilt, because you don't want to be carrying that with you. If you want to be happy, you can't be carrying that big bag of bricks with you. So uh, come back next Wednesday at 7 o'clock PST, and um, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so I just want to do a shout-out to everybody, um, all the health workers, the teachers, especially Robert here, anybody that's working frontline, taking care of the uh, elderly in the old people's homes, anybody, you know who, who you are the heroes and you know who you are. So thank you for your service. Thank you for taking care of us. And please, everybody else, I'm just going to ask you, 
I know it looks like this thing is over, but I'm as a psychic, I'm getting a bad, not a bad vibe, but just to be careful, continue to be careful, be conscious of uh, staying safe and not um, taking the precautions, washing the hands, keeping the distance, wearing the mask if you're in an enclosed public space. Um, so thank you for that. I just want you to, um, if you'd like to join me in a quick meditation, I'd like to be able to take you to a new reality right now. And if you'd like to close your eyes and take a nice deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just let that beautiful oxygen that's coming into your body just relax you. Be grateful that you can breathe easily and effortlessly at this time, relaxing all your muscles, all your organs throughout your body, and just allowing that oxygen to fill your whole being with health and radiance and high energy and high frequency light. And just imagine yourself in your favorite place, whether it be in your home, outside, on the beach, in your favorite holiday destination, feeling the warmth of sunlight on you, knowing that you are safe wherever you are, and just feeling very excited, but excited about being free to be you at this time, even if it's just in your mind right now. Thinking about what you're doing when you're excited, what you're expressing, who you're with that's making you feel so good about you and loving you, and you being able to love them back with your open heart, knowing that we live in a beautiful, beautiful world, and humanity is growing and expanding their hearts. We are becoming wiser. We are evolving. Justice is coming, there is karma, and there is gifts and challenges. So if you have gone through this challenge now, let's bring in your gift right now. Feel that gift that you have within you that wants to express through you. And give that beautiful gift a color and see that color spreading out all around the world and you touching as many people as you like with your love and your gift. And if you like, you can just hold your finger and thumb together and inhale that beautiful color of your gift, that new reality, that radiance, that vitality, that freedom and excitement, feeling fantastic in your body, in your mind, in your soul, and in your heart and just squeezing the finger and the thumb together and just giving it a word, happiness, freedom, or joy. Just squeeze your finger and thumb and mention that word every time you want to get into your new reality. Amen, so be it, and so it is. Thank you, everybody. Please join me next week if you've got things to forgive. This is a place to be. And if you can't catch me here, you can catch me on YouTube. 
And thank you for listening and looking forward to an exciting new week. Namaste.